Welcome to the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brown. And in this episode, we're talking about part two of becoming a millionaire and my whole experience. If you haven't checked out part one, make sure you go um, check that out. So let's get into part two right now, becoming a millionaire, my experience, my thoughts, my motivation. We're talking about it all right now. You're listening to the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. The other reason I wanted to become a millionaire and on the road and why it was so important is because I have kids, at least at this point, I have a son, I have a daughter. And from a role model perspective, I want my kids to be able to look no further, they don't have to look any further than the front door. What I mean by that is when they come home, their role model is right there. Mom, dad, dad's a millionaire. He's been a millionaire since I was one or unborn. <laughs> um, you know, this lifestyle is new to us. I want to be able to provide them opportunities that may not have been available to me. Now, I always think like, you know, I am who I am because of my life experiences, but I also wonder how far would I be if my parents had started me off with an investment account at a, at a younger age? Where would I be if I had a mother or a father who was teaching me about business at an even younger age? Maybe I wouldn't be as hungry as I am today, or maybe I'd be even sweeter than I am today. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I can't go back and change it, but I really would love to give my kids that opportunity to say like, oh, you want to open a business like, OK, what business do you want? We can buy it or we can fund it. Right. Um, I really want to give them that opportunity. If my kids want to travel the world after they get out of college or high school and not get a job right away and they just want to find themselves like I want to be able to fund it like, yeah, go try, go see the world. You're young. Go travel. And just here's a hundred grand for a year. Go see the world, take pictures, vlog it, right? And 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 we'll even come visit you, you know, at each country or each continent that you stop in, right? I want to have the resources to do that. And so I really want to be that role model, that resource, and that example uh, for our kids. And so that's another reason that I'm just like, now I'm not saying a million dollars just gets you everything, but if you can consistently do a million dollars, it's a good life, right? Or multi-millions. And so I want to be able to be that resources for my kids. Um, then I think about my community, right? And, you know, this past year, I, mean, I won't talk numbers, but I was able to give biggest amounts I've ever been able to give in my life, you know, from a charity standpoint, and I can foresee those amounts getting bigger and bigger every year. God, you know, God willing, as God continues to bless us with our investments, our business, et cetera, um, we're going to continue to give and give more each year. And even looking into starting like a nonprofit to see if there's some cool things that we can do and, and fund it and, and do some things for some of the underprivileged and communities and underexposed communities. And so having money just allows you to be so much more charitable. Um, I can remember, you know, when we only had enough money and this is more my younger days, but when we would go to church with my mom, my mom always instilled in us, like put something in the plate. And so we would like, 
she would give us a dollar or we'd have to take a dollar from our piggy bank. I mean, we'd put 50 cents in there some, at sometimes because just times was tough. And I remember we would just put a dollar in the collection plate when we when we went around. And sometimes I thought like, man, it's only a dollar. But like she really instilled in us, like, give what you can. Right. Give what you can. Like It's not the amount. It's the it's the uh, intent behind it. it's the heart behind it. And then. I also remember making like W-2 money. I'm making like um, $100,000 a year. And I also remember saying like, oh, am I really going to give 10%, like $10,000 to church? And I remember thinking like, man, but the Lord blessed you to come from being able to put a dollar in to growing to a point where you could afford to put five to $10,000 in the, in the collection plate, right? So you really should look at it like that versus like, oh, man, I'm, am I really going to put $10,000 in the plate? Or, you know, I mean, at that point, you're writing a check. You're not like rolling up with 10 grand in the duffel bag, throwing it in the collection plate. But, you know, it, it feels good to be able to give higher level amounts of money. Right. And I'm just like, man, what does it feel like to know that, like, you know, you can write a check and the church can get the parking lot redone or they can, you know, if your church goes on missions into Africa or around the country to help the under underserved, underprivileged to know that you handling your business and God blessing you, you can cut a check that like you just funded the whole mission trip. Right. And so I'm like, man, how powerful is that to be in the position to give and be more charitable in most problems, not all, not all, but a lot of problems can be solved by cutting the check. And so just to know that you're in the position to solve most people's problems, the only thing you have to really do at this point is figure out what's the best way to use that money. What's the best charities that are going to use it and not kind of blow the money, et cetera. Right. But I want it to be more charitable. And I realized the more money I make, the more charitable I can be. And so that was really pushing me on this journey to become a millionaire. And then last but not least, the stuff that you can buy. And I wanted to talk about that one more last because on this journey to become a millionaire, what, what I really found is it's kind of funny when you're broke, when you're broke, you're like, I want a Rolex watch. I want a Ferrari. I want a Lamborghini. I want a big house. Right. And to be real with you, yes, we live in a nice big house, right? 6,000 square feet total. Um, it's on the lake. We have the Ferrari now, but I'm telling you, it it went a long time, even though we could afford it. I just couldn't bring myself to buy that stuff, right? Because, well, I bought the house because I'm like, well, it's an investment. We live in it. Uh, not all houses are investments, but we, it's an investment in my mindset, the space that we live in, having kids, etc. That's what I mean. Investment doesn't always necessarily mean monetarily, but it's an investment in my in, in, in my mental stability to have the space to record, shoot videos at home, have an office, etc. A house big enough where everybody's not on top of each other. So and plus, I'm not going to get into it here, but there's other wealth principles where you park money in houses. Right. And so we're able to park some of our wealth in the house. So we actually didn't spend it. We just parked it in the house. But that's a whole nother story. Right. But 
the point is, it was so tough to, 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 I still don't own a Rolex or a super nice watch, but stay tuned. Maybe um, we'll be dropping something soon here, but I just couldn't bring myself, even though I can afford it now, it's just like, I couldn't afford myself to buy a watch. I'm like, can we hire another person? Can I buy another stock? Can I, you know, invest in better camera equipment, microphone? Can we update some software we need for the business? Like you go through all this thought process first and then only after all of that's done, do you sit down and say, okay, I can, I, I can buy a watch. I can buy a car and stuff now, which is the total opposite of which, how you thought it would be on this journey. You thought once I get this money, I'm buying whatever I want. But like I said earlier, you actually realize that you become more responsible now that you have the money and then you know what it took to get there. And so you're not as excited to go blow it on things, right? And so, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting because all of the things you think or thought you would do is not necessarily what you do when you get here. And then even though we just recently bought the Ferrari, it was just like, it was a reward for me for being a debt-free millionaire. And so I said, we we took care of the house. We paid off the other cars. There's no credit card debt. There's no student loan debt. There's nothing. And so finally I said, I can buy something that doesn't necessarily have to be an investment. I can buy something just because I want to now, right? And that's that's literally what led me to, you know, officially being comfortable picking up the Ferrari. We'll probably do another episode about, you know, why I bought that car, but you know, a good a good portion of the reason was it was finally a reward that says cuz for me, I was like when I drive that car, like I don't want to be faking it. This was this was a big thing for me. I did not want to be faking it. And what I mean by that is I know some people who drive these cars and live in these houses and it's like, man, that house no killing me. Man, that car no killing me. How much is your insurance? Like, I'm, uh, you know, but I can't sell it because my image, people love seeing me in it. They gonna think I fell off or whatever the case may be. I was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that when I buy it. I was like, I want to own it. I mean, I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't want my lifestyle to be a front. I I like, if you peel back the layers of my life, my financial life anyway, I want it to get better, right? Now I can't, if you peel back the layers of my eating habits and my gym habits, like I need some help, all right? It's not pretty. I ain't do my sit-ups today. But if you peel back the layers of my financial life, I want it to get better. Like if you'd be like, okay, he got the Ferrari, but I bet he got a house note. And you, not that you could research me, but if you were my accountant, I want my accountant to be like, no, my man handling this business. Like, look at his tax returns. Look how much he gave last year. Look how much um, he he has no debt, et cetera. Like I want my life to get be better than what you see on Instagram, YouTube, or driving down the street. And so I said I would not buy a car, do anything like that until I had the true lifestyle that comes along with it. And and then and only then would I reward myself with, you know, some ridiculous car or whatever the case may be. Because now when I drive it, I feel like a totally different person rolling it. Like I know I handled my business. I know I'm a debt free millionaire. I know I'm doing, you know over a million dollars a year and I don't owe anybody. And so it's such 
a great feeling. It's such a great feeling. So I just really wanted to record this video and record this podcast. If you're listening on audio and just say like, ah, man, just when you think about it, when you're a little kid, you think a million dollars is a lot of money. It is a lot of money if you only make 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a year or something like that. I get it. I'm not demeanoring those income brackets and I'm also not poo-pooing a million dollars, but I think it's such a funny thing that once you get here, you realize it's not that much money. I know, I know some people are probably sitting there saying, well, give me the million and I let me figure it out. Trust me. It's a good life. It's a good life. But when you get here, you start to realize It's not that much money. Ask any lottery winner who's gone broke and blown through millions. You make a couple bad investments, buy a couple stupid cars, buy a couple stupid houses, get sued once or twice. Money's gone. The money's gone, right? Pay a couple lawyers. It can go really quick. And so it's actually not as much money as you think it is when you don't have it. When you don't have it, you're like a million dollars. All my problems are going to be solved. And when you finally get here, it's like, ah, it's okay. It solved a few problems. Life is good. I sleep a little better at night, right? But then you have new problems, right? You're like, I don't want to lose the million, right? Um, well, if you if you don't have a way of continuously generating it every year, you're like, I don't want to lose it. But you, there comes this responsibility of being smarter with your money. There comes this responsibility of sharing your story, but not bragging. There comes this responsibility of how do you tell people no, because they know you got it. So you can't just say like, oh, it's tough times right now. They're like, I just saw you bought a Ferrari. Like I need $5,000 cousin. But it's like, yeah, I got it, but I'm still not loaning it to you. And I still love you. Right. <laughs> you know, so It's interesting, but there is a, a totally different level of responsibility, a totally different level of respect for money. And I'll say the level that I'm on right now, I'm kind of on this level of like, can I create a millionaire? Like, can I create a millionaire through my stock trading program or through my power trades, you know, my power trades university program or through our elite mastermind, which is our high level um, mastermind? Can I create some millionaires now? Because once you get there, the thing they don't tell you about is like, it's kind of lonely. It's like super lonely being a millionaire. Now, you, despite what you think, you know, you join these groups and different things like that. And sometimes you're millionaires by association, you're friends by association, right? As long as we're in this mastermind, as long as we're in this group with millionaires, but it's not like your childhood friend is a millionaire, right? Who knows you? It's like he's still broke or she's still broke and struggling maybe, or maybe they're not broke, but they're not millionaire level. Um, you know, your friends and your family, your, 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 your brother, your sister, they didn't become millionaires just because you became millionaires. And so, it's an interesting uh, energy and relationship because some things you can't share with people because they're not on that level. Then some things it's like people on your level, but y'all not really friends. Y'all just like business friends, <laughs> business friends, millionaire friends, but y'all not really friends, friends. Um, it's a little weird. It's a little awkward, but it's definitely a little, a little lonely. Like it's, it's like, it's not a lot of people I can call up and be like, you know, let's bring our Ferraris out together. It's like, 
I got to go find a car club and meet some other people, which is not a bad thing. You get to meet some cool people, but you know, it's, it's just, it's just different versus like calling your best friend up. Like, let's bring our cars out today. You know, if they're not doing in the same business that you're in or whatever the case may be, um, you know, I watch Below Deck. If you guys watch that show and you see these people chartering these multi-million dollar boats and it's like $40,000 to charter the boat for like three days or four days. And I'm like, oh, we could charter the boat. But like, it's not you don't really want to be braggadocious and put 40 grand up for everybody. It's more like you really want to call like three other friends and be like, hey, let's all put in 10,000, rent this boat, have a big party. But maybe your friends ain't killing it like that. Were they like 10,000 for three days? Like, nah, nah, <laughs> not really. Right. So it's it's a portion of it is kind of lonely, but that's what excites me about getting the blueprint and trying to give it back to people, trying to bring people along, trying to create millionaires through our program, because I want to bring up some of the people who thought that this was never possible. I always say this joking, not jokingly. I don't want to you know, demean my background and where I'm from, but I always just say, I'm just a kid from Detroit. Like literally went to Osborne high school on seven mile from Detroit, Bars on the window, dope houses across the street, shootings, killings, gangs, all of that. And I kid you not, single parent household, I kid you not when I say if I can become a millionaire, like, man, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it because the deck was definitely stacked against us, right? I'm supposed to be in jail or something like that, according to uh, society, right? And here I am you know, talking to you on YouTube or on the podcast or wherever you're listening to this about, wow, like I'm a millionaire. I'm a debt free millionaire. I don't owe nobody. I'm worth over a million and we make over a million, which is a crazy combination. And so I can't imagine what I'm going to be recording in 10 years. Like, am I a hundred millionaire? Am I a billionaire? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what the next half of life looks like if we manage the current resources that we have right now. So I'm signing off saying you never go broke taking a profit and you'll eventually get there if you never quit. I can't wait to hear your millionaire story. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Money Markets and Mindset podcast and these two episodes about my experiences becoming a millionaire, my thoughts, my motivations, all the things. I hope this has been insightful with sharing with you my thought process as I went through the journey and actually getting on the other side of becoming a millionaire. And I really just hope this has been inspirational for you. So be sure to give it a thumbs up or a like depending on where you listen to the episode or leave us a rating or review in iTunes. And remember, uh, we always have free resources at thebrownreport.com. We also have our free Facebook group. And if you want to join me inside of my stock market education company and training platform, you can visit www.powertradesuniversity.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset podcast. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.